Unencumbered by political correctness, undeterred in her mission to spread the truth, unafraid to be a true conservative, she's unapologetic, uncompromising, unwavering, and an undeniably powerful voice when we need it most. This is Rose Unplugged. Well, the holidays are right around the corner, and that means one thing shopping, my favorite thing to do. And it's very easy to do if you go to MyPillow.com because they've got just about everything. The Giza sheets, I love them. They feel as comfortable and wonderful as they did when I first bought them. And your dog deserves something too, right? I have the dog beds for Tucker. I've got the pillows. The slippers are my favorite, not just for myself, but I give them as gifts. People love those. There are so many items at MyPillow.com. If you haven't checked it out, do so now. MyPillow.com, but please, if you order anything, you'll get a better discount if you use promo code ROSE. MyPillow.com, promo code ROSE. I asked Pastor Jack Hibbs to join me today. And Pastor Hibbs, if you don't know, he's been on with me before. He's known to a lot of people as just Pastor Jack, and he leads the Calvary Chapel Chino Hill and television broadcast that's called Real Life with Jack Hibbs. Listen, on Sundays, I put that on sometimes just so I can get a very good sermon. You can go to check him out at jackhibbs.com, jackhibbs.com. So anyway, welcome to the show, though, Jack. It's good to have you on. Well, Rose, listen, it's good to be on with you. You know, when we go through Christmas and everyone loves listening to the Christmas carols, I think almost everyone I do, but... Pastor Jack, my favorite is O Holy Night. And there are some words in there that are just so powerful. And we think about where the world is right now. And we think about, and and this is interesting too, because it kind of relates to your book, but some of those words like long lay the world in sin and error pining. And you, and you think about those words and, and how regretful we are sometimes of the errors that we've had in our own life. And, and about how humanity has long waited without a resolution. We've been in that state of regret, you know, for our mistakes, our errors, and not knowing what to do about them. So this is kind of like the words in here just really touch me at this time of year, but it's not just for this time of year, is it? No, it's not. And I'm so glad you pointed that out, Rose, because you're talking about a, a Christmas hymn that is technically even beyond Christmas. Those lyrics are true biblical Bible teaching doctrine. When you're talking about the soul uh, being laden, and in that beautiful Christmas hymn, there's that challenge to us to consider the fact that uh, the soul felt its worth. Yes. And that is a real great key at a time like this, because obviously there's so much going on in our world, and people are Leaning back, as it were, Rose, to find out what's stable, what's real. Is it the stock market? Is it the government? Is it the upcoming elections in 2024? And they are actually coming up with the right answer, which is, nope, (laughs) it's not stable. And so when you look at that Christmas hymn, which is your favorite, that's beautiful, I think the reason why you love it, Rose, is because it's so biblically based on the hope that is in Christ. 
That's right. And you know, and we do, and we do recognize our worth once be, once we really get into that relationship with him. And you know, the other thing too that that song talks about, a thrill of hope that the weary world rejoices for. And we so much need that thrill of hope right now because so many people are looking around, they're seeing what's going on in the Middle East and there's unrest everywhere in Russia and China and Iran and Hamas. And it's just, it's a frightening place sometimes if you allow yourself to dwell there. But we do have a thrill of hope. You know, it's really great what you just said. And I want all of your listeners to catch this. Those nations that you just articulated, those issues that are going on in the world, um, allow me to say this, Rose, a little bit sarcastically, just to make the point. So, for example, when COVID hit, people became fearful. So what did they do? Well, they ran to churches that were open, and we were one of them. And tens of thousands of people began coming. Now we've got this issue with Israel, for example. Uh, you know, Rose, we're not far from Los Angeles where our church is at. And so uh, right after October 7th, after the brutal attack of Hamas against Israel, our church, we were seeing, and we still are now still, on Sundays, a vast amount of Jews coming, and they're asking questions about the Bible. And they're scared. They're nervous. They know that they should know more. And Look, you don't have to be COVID sick or you don't have to be a Jew. The point is this, that God's hope answers the human soul cry. Mm. And it doesn't matter what you're associated with or what's going on in the world. The fact is, if you are sensing fear, then that is actually God announcing to you, hey, you don't need to be fearful because God is not the God of fear. So he wants to give you that love that casts out all fear and Man, I tell you, sometimes I feel, Rose, uh, kind of bad in a way where, you know, myself and others I know, we're rejoicing at a time like this. We're thanking God. Everything's not falling apart. It's falling into place, according to the Bible. And, and we're not biting our fingernails, but we see the world around us, as you said. They're weary, and they're scared, and, and they're worn out, and they don't have to be like that. They really don't. You know, you're right, and I there was an interview that you had done with the Christian Post. And let me just let the audience know what you said in there. This is just a portion of it. I see the church today, predominantly the church in America, on its heels. It's on its back. It's against the ropes because the church doesn't seem to know its scriptures or its place. And I have to say, when I read that, I was also thinking about these young Jewish students. I have to say, Pastor Jack, I have been so touched by how bold and courageous they've been. You've you've seen the hearings where the students at some of the Ivy League schools were calling out the presidents of those schools and, and calling the universities themselves out for not defending and supporting and protecting the Jewish students there. And I thought, Jack, that is should be an encouragement to all of us, Jews and Christians, all of us who share a very strong faith, that we too can be strong in our faith and be outspoken because I have to, were you not touched by just how outspoken those young people have been? Oh, absolutely. And Rose, the, yes, but absolutely. And, and they're viewing this rightly. They know the, a lot of people don't realize that the, the Jewish young people, they're basically forced to study history because 
their parents and, and their rabbis, they make them know history because Jewish history is a history of having the, the great, the longest running persecution against any people group in human history. Having said that, these kids know that like it was in, two, in uh, the Second World War, people were silent and the Holocaust took place. These kids know something. Yes. They know that if, if we're silent now, it's death later. So they're speaking up, but I, I, I want to add this. They're not only speaking up and being courageous, but we're seeing, like I said, so many young Jewish people. Rose, I wish I had the time to tell you how many Jewish young people have reached out to us from various parts of the world, but mainly Israel saying, I, I found your podcast or I found your sermons uh, a- after October 7th, and I'm listening, and I have these questions. They're searching for hope, but they know this. If they don't stand, then they're dead. And they're not going to wait around this time for the world to come to their rescue. That, that didn't happen in the Second World War. So silence is complicit, and we, we must not be silent. I encourage every Christian and or pastor that's listening right now, to dedicate a time of their church service, maybe pick a once a week or once a month, to stand for Israel. We did that recently, and we had, oh my goodness, our sanctuary seats 3,000 people. We must have had 5,000 people show up in solidarity with Israel. Yes. The world needs to see that, and, and Israel needs to know that. Yeah, and one of the things, I mean, growing up as a Christian, you know, we were always taught you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, those who bless Israel will be blessed, and so forth. But And, and it's so good that when we go back to the World War II, and no one would have ever believed, Pastor Jack, that 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 people would be led to the gas chambers. No one would have ever believed that they would be pulled out of their homes. So that was unbelievable at the time, and yet it happened. And here we have, all these years later, on October 7th, where the, the, the worst atrocities ever happened, uh, to Jewish people by Hamas. And so we believe, they believe, they know that this can be done. They, they know that it's part of their history. And, and I do believe you're right. I do believe they have the courage right now and the strength to say never again. And they will stand up for their beliefs and for their faith. Yeah, absolutely. And it's vital. You know, you mentioned something that is um, 100% true. You're not being bombastic. Uh, things that uh, Hitler's regime did, did not, in all of their torture camps and the things that they did, you accurately pointed out the atrocities that have happened to the Jewish people. What a lot of people don't realize is that even though with Hitler in World War II, it was elongated, it was protracted torture, protracted evil, uh, which was bad enough. What has been documented, Rose? And when I say documented, so all your listeners understand, I'm talking about, for example, me being allowed to see uh, the raw footage uh, from what the IDF got from Hamas fighters uh, and also from Israeli uh, police and IDF responding to that morning, things rose that is beyond the human mind to uh, consider. Uh, I'm not going to get graphic, but the type of beheadings, what they did to the person after they were beheaded, children, babies, ovens in the home with the parents 
in the kitchen. What transpired, Rose, is not AI. It's not a joke. It was stuff that I personally do not believe another human has the capability to do it uh, to another human. I think what happened was very, very demonic. And so the, the young people today who survived this are saying, nope, we're standing up against this evil. And, Rose, here's something that I want to do a flip on, is the world right now, in fact, I'm driving as I'm speaking to you, and the freeway overpass in Los Angeles says about a two miles back, cease fire now. And you know what? I know what that means, but where was that sign, Rose? Where is that sign referring to Russia in the Ukraine? Why isn't the world screaming right now, demanding that Putin cease fire against Ukraine? Well, the reason why that's not happening is because this is not a Israel-Jerusalem issue in the Ukraine. The Israel-Jerusalem issue is spiritual. And the Bible tells us that when Christ returns, he returns to a real nation called Israel, and he returns to the city of Jerusalem in his second coming. Now, I think this is key about the time in which you and I live in. I think, Rose, the reason why Israel's front and center on the news is because the bottom line is spiritual. I agree with you 100%. Your book, which is Living in the Days of Deception, and, you know, this really is, there's so much deception all around us, and we will get to talk about that. But since we're on the subject of these young Jewish students, you know, I think, too, it's a time where um, Christian youth needs to stand strong in their beliefs as well. You know, a lot of times you'll hear the, hear the terrorists say, Saturday now, but Sunday next. And clearly that refers to Christians as well as the Jewish community. But I, I think that we have seen some indication that especially our country, our youth is growing in their faith. We've seen those. I love the spiritual little spiritual revivals, you know, pockets of them. If you remember in the last year or so we've seen. But I think that there is going to come a time where even the Christian youth is going to have to be strong and courageous in their own faith as well. Well, absolutely right. And. I do believe that's going to happen. I, I think that's something that you and I can just count on. And, and I'm, look, I'm one, re, this is one reporter's opinion, but what we're seeing in Southern California, Rose, uh, of all places, is a huge awakening among young people that's reminiscent of the Jesus people era, where young people, uh, look, I'm 60, I'll be 66 years old very, very shortly, and I'm an old guy with gray hair. <laughs> But I make this point. Every Sunday, there are thousands of young people, when I say young people, 40, 30 years of age and under, who are walking into this church with their Bibles. A lot of them are college students. I love it. I love it. Pastor Hibbs, good work you're doing out there. Pastor Jack Hibbs, his book that's soon to be released, very soon. It's called Living in the Days of Deception. I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. And and like the song we talked about today in this interview, Oh Holy Night, when you think about it, we are a world that has felt regret for our errors. And yet, and yet we know that the moment he appeared, our soul could feel its worth. It has value only in that we have been loved and that someone died for our sins. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices. Rejoice, my friends. And I ask that you consider putting aside your fears, your worry, your burdens, and hand them over to the one 
who came for that purpose and to bring you salvation and eternal life. Merry Christmas and God bless you.